Well, that's cool. Right? Hey, fellow isolators. Welcome to Well, That's Cool, a podcast about things and people I find interesting that I'm curious about or that are just plain cool. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you're doing well. I'm recording this in Edmonton, Alberta, where I'm doing my best to stay self-isolated, washing my hands a lot, and getting used to talking to everyone through my computer. It's a strange and unsettling world out there right now, and I know a lot of you are worried, anxious, and doing your best to help stop the spread as well, and I thank you for that. I decided to use my extra time at home to start this podcast, not just because it's something I've wanted to do for a while, but because I hope it can be a bit of a distraction or at least a change from your new normal. I'm hoping to talk to cool people doing cool things and explore some interesting topics. I'm not going to avoid COVID-19 in all episodes because, let's face it, that's really hard to do right now, but I do want to focus on fun things, explore some things that I'm curious about, and keep challenging myself to try new things even when I'm at home. As I started to think about this first episode, I looked through my social media channels to see who was doing cool things to get through or support others during self-isolation and social distancing. I came across former City of Victoria councillor Chris Coleman and an idea he had about sharing books and getting people reading during their time at home. Chris Coleman just finished six terms on City Council, and he's also had lots of experience in other areas, business, teaching, marketing, restaurants, etc., So I decided to give him a call and find out a bit more about what his project was and why reading is so important to him. So, uh, Chris Coleman, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me. So I saw on uh, on our social media channels that we share that you have been um, in social isolation or practicing social isolation, but you have um, you have tried to reach out to a few people and in a very interesting way. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Certainly. Um, I, I think we all know that social isolation is one of the most effective ways of dealing with COVID. Um, and what we don't talk about then is the knock-on impact that if people are going to socially isolate and particularly stay at home, then it's making sure that there are ways of reaching out responsibly and making sure people think and, and have things to do. I'm one of those lucky folks who has about... 2,200 books at home because I, my parents raised all their kids to love reading. Um, and I recognize that because of COVID, a number of the public libraries are closing. There are other people who may not have great libraries, but would benefit if I can lend them some of mine. Right. So I thought I'd start by doing it on a post and saying, here are the 20 books I'm going to read before the end of April. I have more than 2,000 books if you'd like some. I'll bundle them up in groups of five and drop them off at your door, wait for a few days, sort of isolate the books so they go through a a period of um, insulation, and then they should be fine and you can read them. The only caveat, you have to read the five books I give you. So it's not a select-your-own-book option? No. In fact, I just sent out some this afternoon with... My wife, who a fellow, had asked for some. So right, I was going to ask, has anybody taken you up on it? So, so it's starting to happen. A, a number of people have said we will. We're fine at the moment, but you know, this is going to carry on for a while. Yes, we will take you up on it. This was the first time books actually went out. So, yeah, it it worked within a week. And can you give me an insight into what books this person's getting? 
Um, he's getting one, uh, uh, actually a, probably an academic text called The Locomotive of War, um, and it's that period between the First and Second World Wars. Um, it's, he likes British history, so I, I knew that. I gave him um, two books uh, that are more um, science or spy novels. So one is called I Am Pilgrim, and the other one is called Firefly. Um, and then two other books that were paperbacks, so just lighter reading, those right. things. But it's a range of different things, and so you can have them for a while, and I, I hope to get them back. <laughs> I hope you get them back as well, and hopefully he enjoys them. Um, and, and yourself, what sort of books are you going to read in isolation? My whole family are voracious readers and tend to be very Catholic in taste, so it's all over the place. So I, I've never read Waiting for Godot, so I've got that. I've got uh, one book in French, uh, Saint-Exupéry's Vol de Nuit, um, and then a range of books, some on business, some on uh, detective novels, some on the, the business world, and a couple on spirituality and um, a couple of historic novels. And are you the type of person that reads one cover to cover and then picks up the next one, or do you have multiple books? I usually up? have a couple going at any time. A range of different books. It forces you to think differently, um, and that's an inherently good thing. But I worry that others try and stick with their genre, and, and sometimes we need to be pushed into things that we're not really comfortable with. Now you've uh, you've already described that you you have a family that's uh, full of readers, and you grew up as a reader. So um, how has that sort of worked in your life, given that you've had six terms on council and city council, as well as a, a variety of other jobs? How have you maintained your reading? Because I think a lot of people lose that. Um, it does take some work. So I have fond memories of growing up in the Gulf Islands between Vancouver and Victoria, and my parents sitting down and reading to the children. Um, I was very much the youngest, so I had the benefit of them being broken in as good readers. But my father, I have a fond memory of him sitting on my bed and reading me The Lost Eagle of the Ninth Legion, boy's childhood book. My mother, at the same time, was reading me uh, Comedy of Errors by Shakespeare. Um, so they had that range of different things. But what was important was they sat down and made time, and I, over the years, came to understand that you have to allocate an hour a day to reading as a recreation, not reading because it's part of the job function. And so you sort of kept that going through your career and made sure that you, you thought about those things as you're going through. I, I let it get away from me when I was first in university because I was doing lots of reading for reports and so on. But the recreational aspect is also critically important, and you have to make time for it. Mm -hmm. And the reality for Canadians is, you know, we, we like to think that we are a very progressive society, but the average comprehension uh, level in Canada is about grade 7 and declining. It's lower in the United States. And... Um, adult illiteracy is tracking just below 30%. Mm. For us, that you know, you don't think about it, but if you stop and say, hold on, if I'm working and somebody has to read a hazmat text to make sure the workplace is safe, and three in ten people can't read it, that should be a cause for concern for all of us. Right. So the noble goal, I think, is to have society say, we want to raise the comprehension level, 
to grade 10 or above. That three years would make society better, um, but it would also make life more difficult for elected officials because people would ask tougher questions. <laughs> right, be reading the platforms. Yeah. In case you're curious, I'm reading Hard Knocks, Musings from the Edge of Canada, a hilarious look at my home from Victoria's favorite columnist and also Chris's book club friend, Jack Knox. Jack was invited as a guest author to discuss one of his books at The Boys Book Club, a group of gentlemen that Chris admits are there more for the talking and drinks than the books. He liked it so much, he became a member. Whenever The Boys Book Club meets, they each throw some money into a pot for local literacy projects, and over the years, that's led to hundreds of dollars being donated. That's a great idea. Thanks, Chris. Next up on my list is Us Conductors by Shawn Michaels. Has anybody read that one? Now stick around to find out how Chris has contributed to increasing literacy rates in Canada, and what he'd pick to read in isolation if he didn't have 2,000 books to choose from after this. One thing I'm curious about is what you're doing during isolation. We've all seen or heard of procrastinated projects, new hobbies, or just things to try to stay sane that people are doing from home. But what curious things are you doing, learning about, or trying out during the pandemic? I'm calling this my Curious Quarantine Club, and I'd like to welcome the first member now. Hi, Ben. Um, so the community studio I do pottery out of has actually closed um, in light of COVID-19. So I have dug my old 1970s pottery wheel out of storage and set it up on my apartment balcony and I'm planning to continue with uh, business as usual not being able to fire but at least able uh, to make and store work um, so that's been pretty fun well that's cool Simone and thanks for sending that in Simone happens to be a friend of mine from back home in Victoria and it's good to hear from her if you want to join the curious quarantine club send a short audio message to well that's cool pod at gmail.com or check out my website, benfast.ca slash cool, for more info. Okay, now back to my talk with avid reader, Chris Coleman. Now, uh, given that a lot of families are, are in isolation and, and in certain parts of the world already are in full lockdown, um, there probably will be more time for parents to be reading to children. What do you think they should do if, uh, if they're running out of the books that they have, if they don't have 2,200 books on their shelves? Is there a, sort of a, a place that you'd recommend for them to look or a way that they can keep that reading going? Well, while a lot of libraries have closed, um, they do have an online presence. So you can certainly get through that. There are a number of bookstores that have also closed, but do have a, if you phone in or, or order something, they will have a pickup desk. Um, so I know in Victoria, Russell Books is already advertising that. I think a couple of others are as well. Um, and children's literacy is really important. So particularly if you've got little ones at home, reading to them on a range of different issues is a good thing. Um, you may know or you may not know, I instituted it. For 10 years, I worked with the Federation of Canadian Municipalities, and we had board meetings across the country. And we were looking for legacy projects. And so everywhere we went for a board meeting, which had about 175 people, we would get the delegates to take one book of children's literature, either written by a local author or about your region, take them to the board meeting, and we bung them all together and uh, 
donate them to an elementary school library in that region. Mm. In the 10 years they've done it, they've raised more than $50,000 worth of books going to kids across the country because getting them involved in books and the, the joy of reading and learning becomes critically important. And mm-hmm. people forget the library function is usually a civic function. Mm-hmm. Um, so to your question, go out and there are, you know, I'm one small one. I've got about 2,500 friends on Facebook. A number have said, oh, that's cool. We'll do it too. So you can look for friends or you can go online and ask people, say, I've got some kids, we're running out of books. Anybody got any that we can borrow? Just think about the transfer of the books. I would suggest putting them in a brown paper bag, quarantining them for three days because that gets rid of the the COVID uh, issue, or so we're told, um, and then reading them. So just think mm-hmm. ahead. But yeah, reading to kids is, is critically important at this time. Now, it sounds like you are not going to run out of books, uh, really, <laughs> no matter how long this uh, this isolation keeps going. But if uh, if you had to only pick three books to go into quarantine with, what three books would you pick? Oh, cool. If I dare ask you that oh, question. Oh, great question. Um, one of my favorite books of all time is uh, Garth Stein's The Art of Racing in the Rain, which was recently made into a movie, yeah. which, which wasn't bad, although the dog was different than what I'd seen in my mind's eye when I read the book. Um, any one of the Harry Potter novels, um, but particularly book, the last book, The Deathly Hallows, um, and both, both my parents were published authors. My father did theological writings. My mother was a published poet. Um, and so anything that spans, I mean, there's, there's two of the books. I'm I'm happy with almost any book as long as it's not complete dreck. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you get through your twenty before April and your um, the rest of the twenty two hundred at some point as well. But uh, let's hope we're not in isolation that long. Well, Chris Coleman, thank you very much for joining me and telling me a little bit about your project. I hope that there are more people that'll get those bundles of five books and and keep reading through this time. Thank you very much. There will be. Thank you. A big thanks to former City of Victoria Councillor Chris Coleman for sharing his reading project and how he's getting through isolation with books. If you want to share books like Chris is doing, just remember to stay safe and follow the instructions of your local medical officials. We recorded this interview near the beginning of self-isolation, and the rules may have changed by now or may be different where you're listening from. As Chris says, Stay at home. That's, that's important. Wash your hands and read a good book. Thanks also to Ron Yamauchi for the theme tune and to Anna Schroeder of Another Design for the cool podcast logo. Check out her work at ANNATHERdesign.com. Other music heard during this episode and all of the other podcast stuff is done by me, Ben Fast. If you want to join my Curious Quarantine Club, visit my website at benfast.ca/slash cool or send a short audio message about what you're curious about or doing in isolation to wellthatscoolpod at gmail.com. While you're there, suggest something cool for me to look into for the podcast. You can find the show on Twitter at well underscore that's cool or Facebook at well that's cool pod. 
And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And I guess right now, since this is still new, that's only on iTunes, but everything else is coming soon. Until next time, thanks for listening, and have fun being curious, staying safe, and washing your hands.